Welcome to Create Your Life, a podcast for heart-centered creatives who desire clarity, fulfillment, and a flourishing relationship, not only with the world and their art, but with themselves. I am your host, Megan Vigil, a fellow creative and life coach, and I coach women who are ready to forge their own path, to do things in their own way, instead of continually comparing their path to others and measuring their success by the standards of the world instead of the metrics that feel deeply authentic to them. I help women be on their own team to curb the self-criticism, the perfectionism, and trade that for feeling at home within themselves, in their own lives, and to experience more peace, more being, and less striving. This podcast will be a mix of solo episodes where I share honest insights into my own journey and practice, as well as beautiful guest conversations where I get to sit down virtually with individuals who I wholeheartedly respect and believe that they have so much wisdom on the topic of living and creating with intention and deep presence and enjoyment. This is not about the rat wheel of self-improvement. This podcast exists as a place where we foster conversations around living well, blooming well, and looking at how beautiful and nuanced and yes, complex, but how beautiful it is to be alive. My deepest hope is that you feel seen here, that you feel inspired and empowered to be a go-getter in your own way as you create your life. I am so happy you're here with me. Let's dive in. Hi everyone and welcome to Create Your Life or welcome back if you've been here before. I am so excited to share this episode with you. I think this is one of my favorites to date for sure. I just got to have this beautiful conversation with Morgan Hogue last week and I was blown away by the amount of topics and the variety of topics that came up from womanhood to body image, to intuition, to business, to creativity, to nature. It was just jam-packed and I'm so glad we get to bring you along in this conversation today on this episode. So if you are new here and you haven't connected with me before, my name is Megan. I'm a life coach for creatives and every once in a while on this podcast, I will have a beautiful creative human on as a guest and we'll have a conversation. And today it just so happens to be Morgan Hogue and she is oh, such an inspiration. Morgan is an author and speaker and her first book, Revolution Song, was released in June of 2021. And Morgan was raised on the stage, dancing before she could walk. She found solace in exploring emotion through various artistic mediums. While attending Pepperdine University for classical music and dance, she began exploring poetry, both as a form of expression and personal meditative practice. In an act of faith and rebellion, Morgan traded her dancing shoes for a pen and never looked back. Revolution Song is Morgan Hogue's debut work of poetry and prose. 
Her pages explore the winding journey of entering womanhood. Words strung together with equal parts hope and heartbreak explore all the emotions and moments that make us human. Grief, loss, elation, joy, love, and anxiety. Revolution Song winds fluidly through the precious cycles of our lives with the ultimate goal of helping us all arrive back at ourselves with love and compassion. Friends, you are going to, if that spoke to you just now, (laughs) which it did speak to me, you are going to absolutely adore Morgan and hearing her process and so many of her perspectives. And she even shares one of her favorite pieces from Revolution Song as well with us. It is such a special conversation and I'm just over the moon to get to share it with you. So let's dive in to this conversation with Morgan. Well, welcome, Morgan. Thank you so much for being here on Create Your Life. I am so, so excited to have you here and to dive into this conversation. Thank you for having me. I'm. This is my first podcast interview, so I'm really excited. Oh my gosh, I'm honored. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. I'm so like, yeah, I'm honored that you would be here with me. And I feel... I feel like we have so many similar perspectives on things. And so I just, uh, I just can't wait to see like what comes out. So thank you for being here. (laughs) Amazing. Well, for anyone who is maybe not familiar, like with you or your work, can you just give a little background on what you do, what like a day in your life looks like? And yeah, just kind of a little background on you. Yes. So I'm an author. I released my first book in June of last year. So right now, a day in the life for me looks like fulfilling. I do all the fulfillment for my book. So I fulfill orders. I manage like all the website stuff, like you're a business owner. So as you know, like there's so many ins and outs that like people don't see. And I'm kind of the one doing all that, which has been really rewarding. Um, So I'm doing that. And then I'm also working on a fun project right now, actually, that's like about to come to fruition in the next two months, um, where I'm actually working with other authors to help bring their work into the world. Because I felt like there's such a barrier to entry, um, especially if you're not somebody with a huge social media following, like the way the publishing industry is moving. There's not a lot of room for voices that really need to be heard. So I'm actually working with um, my editor to start working with women who want to get their stories out, um, but letting them keep the rights to their book, which is really important, I think, and keep agency over their creative work. So I'm doing that, which is to start a business is a lot of legwork. And so my days are always different. Um, but I try and like mix in a little bit of, you know, actual practical business stuff with some creativity and like space to just feel what the day needs, which is a nice change. Cause I just came off of like agency work full time last year. So this is like a full new chapter for me and it's really free and really nice. So, oh. That's beautiful. And how exciting, like this new venture and yeah. <laughs> uh, just so, so cool that you want to like advocate for other women too. And I, that's so yeah. interesting. I don't know a whole lot about like publishing and stuff like that. So it's so interesting to hear that it's actually kind of, kind of 
difficult to like get your story out there unless you're, unless you have a big audience. Is that kind of accurate? Yeah. So the way publishing is going, because I mean, their business too, right? Like they have sure. to, so it's, it's guaranteed money if they work with some sort of person who already has a following or is a celebrity, right? Like that's why you see celebrities getting book deals because they I've been know- noticing that oh. so much. I'm like, why is every person on the bachelor writing a book? Right. Right. It's just, it's like a, it's a product now instead of literature. Um, and not that everything has to be some like highbrow literary, like amazing thing, but I think there has to be room for new voices to come through that maybe don't want to be on social media or that's not their path. And so making a space for women and helping them navigate publishing while also letting them like when you publish the traditional route, like usually 75 cents out of every dollar is taken from you by the publishing company. And I really want women to be able to, you know, sell their book and actually make a living off of it and not have to have a full-time job that they hate or feel stuck in a position where they don't feel like they can like do what they want to do and live the way they want to live. So it's exciting. We're like working on our first manuscript right now with the up and coming author. So it's, it's really rewarding to like have that mentorship role with somebody, but also like get them through the practical steps, right? Like those, there's so many nitty gritty things. So, yeah, that's powerful. And I just, even like the little that I know about you, I just feel like you are the perfect person to do this because like, you're such like I already use the word advocate, but I really feel that and sense that about you. Like it's, it's not just about you and your story and your art, which is so eternally important. Right. But it's also like, there's this heart for other artists and there's this heart for other stories as well. And like this, like co-creation of a new creative Mm. community kind of, um, co-creation is a great word. Yeah. uh, I love, I just love that concept. And that kind of leads me to like my intrigue about your own journey to your, Mm. so you said it's your first revolution song is your first book, right? My first book. Yes. It definitely was like, I took four years from like conception to releasing it. So long journey, definitely slow. Like when you're not a full-time writer yet, like you're working on it on your weekends, on your nights. And so it took me a long time to get it out, but basically how it started was back in 2016 when the Me Too movement really, really kind of got its wings. Um, So many women were online sharing their stories about sexual assault and harassment and just so courageous. And I had never, I had always written for myself to process life, trauma, all these things. Like writing was always a, an outlet for me personally, but I had never, I hadn't started sharing really Mm -hmm. online yet. And when I saw other women sharing their experiences in such a bold, courageous way that women do, right. Mm -hmm. I felt so called to join in. And so I ended up sharing a poem, my first poem ever shared on Facebook um, about my experience with sexual harassment and assault. Mm -hmm. Not really sure like how it would, right? Like when you share something so personal, you're like, I don't know how this is going to be received or Mm -hmm. if it will be received at all. Or if my grandma is just going to text me like, you know, freaking out that I'm sharing something personal. Right. And so I kind of had that moment of panic and 
when I checked back like a couple hours later, I was just flooded with hundreds of messages from some women I knew, some I didn't, either thanking me for sharing, which was so affirming just in like a personal way or sharing their story or saying, you know, because you shared this, I'm going to go seek therapy or I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know, like report somebody who assaulted me. And it was this mm-hmm. powerful moment for me of like, this is what connection and vulnerability does. Like when we share and other people are then, you know, I only shared because other people shared. And then when I shared more people shared and it's like this beautiful, like it just kind of blooms where people start sharing. And I think I always say like vulnerability begets vulnerability because nobody is confronted with somebody else's vulnerability and says like, that sucks. Like, and then it (laughs) shuts down. Like it always is an opening. It's always a door or a window and it's such a beautiful process. I think, especially for women, like we're in such a beautiful time right now where women are really feeling in their power to share their voice and their story and claim what they want. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the beginning. Um, And then from there, I ended up creating this online series called um, Connection is Medicine, where I just had like a, almost like a landing page where women could go online and just write me like, a little story about like, maybe it was something horrible that had happened to them, or maybe it was like something really great that had happened to them that they wanted to share. And then from it, I wrote them like a personal poem Mm. um, based on their experience and like hand wrote it and mailed it to them. Um, And it was so wonderful just because it created conversation. And that was happening kind of at a time in my life where I actually stopped working because I had gotten diagnosed with Lyme disease. And so I was kind of down and out. And it was like, for me, a great way to like connect just with people, (laughs) honestly, like I was home and isolated. I think we've all had that experience now after COVID, Mm -hmm. but at the time, like it felt like I was the only one stuck at home. And I was like, supposed to be so healthy, right? Like I was 22, um, but I was really sick. And so that was so beautiful. And after that, I just, when I was sick, I started compiling like little pieces that I had written to myself throughout my life of, you know, my own little processing. And by the end of it, I was like, this is a book. And it's a book that I think would hopefully resonate and help people. And so that's kind of like, how it happened, but it was slow, right? Like for any creatives, like listening, like it wasn't like, I just said, I'm going to write a book. And then I like four months later had a book, like it was four plus years of writing and editing and conceptualizing and re-editing and rewriting. And like, it's just a, it's a long process. So. My gosh. I just like have chills all over my body (laughs) (laughs) hearing you just like speak so beautifully to that journey and um so relatable like how long things take and there's nothing wrong with that like we I feel like we yes are living in a time where more people are sharing and women are feeling in their power I couldn't agree with that more and there's this pressure to be fast and to be quick and to just turn out content and to be keeping up with everyone and every creative. And it's like, oh my gosh, it's like, it's so 
anti-creativity and process and like things that matter, they can happen really quickly sometimes, but sometimes they take years and right that the, the seed is sown and then we have ideas about it and then we rewrite and it's just this extended process. And that's so beautiful. And I just love hearing that reflected in what you um, just shared. And I, there was one part in particular that I would love to ask you a question about when you were talking about um, sharing that first poem on Facebook. Yeah. What was, if you're okay with sharing, what was the moment where you were like, I either want to or have to share this? Was it like, I have to get this out into the world for myself or was it, was, was it like, I want other people to know they're not alone? Like, what was that kind of like final straw? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that the like posts that I saw, it was somebody posting about something that was so similar to my own experience. Mm -hmm. And it was that moment where you like see yourself and somebody's work so clearly you're like, this is me, right? Like you, you're just kind of like confronted with yourself a little bit through somebody else's work, which I think is the power of art. Um, but I had that moment of being kind of confronted with myself and I was like, yeah, I have to, I have Mm -hmm. to share. Like it almost was with that moment where you're like, if I don't share, I'll die. Like that's dramatic. It it feels that important in that exact moment. And I mean, it changed my life, right? Like if I hadn't shared that, it might've been even longer until I had gotten the courage to start really working through that kind of passion of mine in that constructive way. So yeah, I think it's that there's a moment of reckoning, I think for so many artists where they're like, if I don't do this, I will X, Y, Z. And for me, it just felt like I have to share. And when it's a social movement like that, right? Like social movements come and go Mm. and not the me too is over, right? But there was, there was a peak and it's like, you kind of have to like, when you're drawn to be, a part of something like you have to jump in then like there's this urgency kind of under the surface there so totally totally and I think there is something about what you just said too that is that many of us creatives feel it's almost like this chain reaction or something like that where you feel seen in someone else's work and you're like I am so eternally grateful for that. I want to then be that for someone else. And yeah, and you keep going and going. And it's like, this is such a testament too to like honoring your guidance and honoring what you feel pulled to. That's really what I'm hearing. And what you're saying too is like, I, I, I had to, (laughs) I absolutely had to. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And honoring that is so, is such an important part of being a creative. So Mm -hmm. I'm recognizing that it's scary, like, too, because it's not supernatural, I don't think, to, like, hop on Facebook and, like, share something super personal, and not that it has to be Facebook, that was, of course, my journey, but it's scary to, like, it kind of feels like the cliff that you're then going off of, and you don't know if you're gonna, like, land or not, and that's kind of how those big moments feel, it's how I felt like the day before I released my book, right? It was all done and I had worked on it for four years. And then you're like, wait a minute, do I want to, do I want to put this out there? And of course there's that like steady voice underneath. That's like, you have to like, 
you have to, but there's always that fear. Like there's always those fears that are going to bubble up and imposter syndrome. And that's just all part of this beautiful, you know, journey of being a creative or an artist or a whatever you are. Um, so, yeah, there's so, so much wisdom in what you just said, that steady voice underneath, because mm-hmm. I find so many people saying like, Ooh, I'm, I feel fear. Like, I don't know if I should do this. It's like, mm-hmm. is there the steady voice underneath? Because if it is like, if there is, that's, mm-hmm. that is your true self. That is your intuition. And you don't have to be without fear to do something like you're Absolutely. gonna feel fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Would you be willing to read us just like one of your, I mean, I'm sure it's hard to pick a favorite, it's like your baby, <laughs> but would you read us a piece from the book? Yes. Yes. Um, I love this one because it's kind of actually go, it goes perfectly with what we were mm-hmm. just talking about. Um, that there's that, you know, push to do or put it out there or just go off the cliff, you know, with whatever your listeners are going through or want to put out there in the world. So um, this poem is called Excavation. Do you hear that call, that faint murmur in the distance that whispers softly to you of more? The excavation of success, the ripe fruit on the tree, juice dripping off the corners of your thirst. There is more here than your tired routine, more to see than the inside of offices and pay stubs. The call gets louder. You drown it out with your headphones, your booze, your sex, but even your moaning can't drown out the voice that penetrates the deep, heavy, everything. Do you hear that call? There is more here for you. There is more in the slipstream dream, traversing valleys, the magic realms spoken to you in visions, your tears, those holy little rivers that shine light on perspective. There is more here for you. There is more. You do not need to settle. You do not need to settle. Mm, My gosh. That is stunning. And you have a way of like calling people to rise. um, Mm -hmm. And that is such a, such an invitation into more. I love how you just use that word. And it's, it is so true how often we will try to suppress the call, right? Like it's too good to be true or it's, Mm -hmm. you know, how could I ever trust this? Or Mm -hmm. other people don't get to experience this. Why would I get to experience this, right? Like all of these feelings that come into play when we are (laughs) feeling pulled to more. And I just, uh, that is so, so stunning and spot on. Thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for giving me the space too. Mm. It's, I feel like so much of it, I wrote, like I'm an ex-performer. That's what I grew up doing was dancing and singing and acting. And so when I wrote this, like, it feels like it wants to be spoken. So thank you for giving me the space to do so. Oh, absolutely. And Mm -hmm. that is, um, 
such a specific upbringing. I grew up singing a lot as well and being on stage and like, I know that very well. And how Mm -hmm. does that, or, or does that play into your, your life as a creative anymore? Or like, do you find Mm -hmm. that you miss that? Like, what's your relationship to that part of you at this point in your life? Yeah, I was actually reflecting on this recently because since I released this, like I haven't really written a a ton of new things because it's just all consuming, I think, to like get the book out there. And I'm still very much invested in getting like this body of work to people. And so I haven't really been writing anything new, but I was writing like the other day and I was reflecting on like, usually when I, uh, I have like periods of writing um, and usually they're all spurred by a new album, like a new somebody's album that I end up just like being obsessed with or a song that I'm obsessed with. And I think music does that, right? Like music evokes such a feeling and coming from like a dancer's body, like I feel things in my body and then I like almost absorb somebody's music and I like, it comes out feeling a different way, but then I like write about like, it's, and it's not that I'm writing about what they're singing about. It's like, it almost like puts a feeling in my body and then I have to like move through it. And then I like a new body of work ends up coming out. And so I think music is still so central to my process, whether I like I don't seek new music to write, but oftentimes when I feel the most inspired, it's because I've like found a new song or artist or something that almost feels the way something in me needs to come out feeling. And so it all feels very connected and I'm still very like, I'm like a mover. Yes, I can tell. (laughs) Like I just like, I feel that I'll never get rid of that like, that's just how my body is. Like I feel things in my body before I can write it into words Mm. because of that upbringing for sure. That is such a gift to like, to be able to feel things in your body. So clearly Mm -hmm. I am someone who I have been very like disconnected from my body for a long time. And I'm now like returning home. And it's been like such a beautiful homecoming but Mm -hmm. I just like hearing you say that is so cool and so encouraging me to me as well to just be like oh that is available to us as humans to like feel things and embody things so deeply Mm -hmm. and um even like hearing you read that piece too it's it's almost like your words dance and like the way that you speak is like so melodic as well and I was like oh it's just it's it it all blends together I love it thank you oh that's so special to hear that you're kind of having that homecoming I feel like so important for women like our bodies are so important and they house so much um I don't know if you've ever heard of the book the body keeps the score yes but like mind-blowing right like we hold so much in our bodies And as women, like we have such a, just like a tumultuous relationship with our bodies. Like I I struggled with an eating disorder for a really long time. And like, 
it's just like, there's so much there to unpack, like just our relationship with like feeling at home, feeling like we're enough, feeling beautiful, but also just feeling like you can safely express and like, there's so much to that. And so to be, you know, embodied in our body is like one of the greatest gifts that we can ever like move towards, I think. And it's something that only you can give yourself, like nobody can give you the gift of embodiment, but you, and it has to come from within and it has to end within, right? Like it's this, like, there's so much to that. So it's, that's so beautiful to hear that you're having that process. Cause I feel like that's been such a huge part of just my life for sure. Just, yeah. Yeah, coming home. That's a beautiful way to put Absolutely. it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And I um I couldn't agree more that it is one of the greatest gifts that you can give yourself. And it's so interesting because I will like hear certain topics of conversation like come up a lot with my clients specifically. And there is after many conversations, we will get to the point where we're like, oh you're very disconnected from your body and not like me telling them that it's this mutual kind of like realization. And it's just so exciting to me to be living in a time where so many women are coming home to themselves and, and reclaiming their bodies and their health and their wellness for, for themselves and their mental health, right? Like all of this yeah, kind of like coming home and reckoning. And so mm-hmm. it's just beautiful. I love, yeah. love it. Oh, that's so special that you get to walk with people through that because oh, we all need it. We sure. do, we do, yeah. yeah. And this kind of is, uh, this is reminding me of another question that I wanted to ask you. And I just, obviously being in your presence on social media, but then being in your presence here, it's like mm-hmm. so so crystal clear to me that you are such a seeker of beauty like Mm -hmm. it's I even just I so resonate with you because you know seeing your stories on Instagram and you're like posting pictures of the clouds and I'm just like yes like that speaks to my just post pictures of the clouds forever (laughs) thought okay that is so funny I have thought about starting an account that's all cloud pictures I would follow it (laughs) yes Uh, it's just absolutely I love mm, I just I find so much solace in like the beauty of life so I really resonate with that and I would just love to hear like how has being a seeker of beauty or however you would want to phrase that like how has that impacted your life like and and your relationships and your career kind of all those different facets yeah beauty is so interesting because there's like there's in the moment beauty right like a beautiful sunset something that hits you um the the experience of beauty like in the moment um and that is just like such a beautiful gift and for me it's it's nature um growing up in Colorado like nature is such a wonderful source of grounding and inspiration and that's such that's just like palpable beauty right like it's you see it you recognize it as beauty like hopefully you're in the moment enough to like really take it in and ingest it um but the more I've kind of developed in my like artistic career the more I'm interested in like things that are not like you know 
beautiful on the surface mm. necessarily, but our uh, beautiful processes or have beautiful outcomes. Like, I feel like as I was kind of editing my book, like my editor and I really worked on like what I want to come across is that like everything is beautiful when we accept it as beauty. Like we all experience highs and lows and there's life is honestly more messy and ugly oftentimes than it is beautiful as far as like surface experiences. But like hindsight is so real, right? Like we all look back like I can look back at a really hard time in my life and be like, how beautiful that I grew through that. And, you know, and it sounds cliche, but like the experience of that and, and recognizing how we grow from those things is not cliche. It's imperative. You know, it's, that's, that's life. Like life is ups and downs and it's messy and it's hard. And so I love seeking beauty in like a I'm such a nature <laughs> but also like I just find that the more that I can go into everything understanding that it's beautiful you know going into a hard day and saying what am I going to learn from this or just accepting like I'm having a hard day right now and that's a human thing and it's beautiful that I get to live this life and it's beautiful that I get to have this experience and I think part of that is reckoning with privilege like so many things that I think of as hard just on the grand scheme of things I'm so lucky you know in so many ways and so I think beauty like really has shaped it when you read the book like when you get your copy like you'll you'll see I feel like that beauty just really like runs through the whole thing in so many different little ways um And I wish that if I could go back and talk to my younger self who was like struggling with an eating disorder and Mm. struggling with like belonging and friendship and relationships and all those things that I could just kind of instill that grounded sense of beauty that it's like all this is necessary and all these are just little ingredients in, in your life and it's all beautiful, you know? Oh, yes, I I do. And you, I mean, you speak to everything so beautifully. And I think <laughs> I, I was like, so excited to have this conversation with you. Cause I'm like, I just can't wait to see what she says about all these things. <laughs> I love your perspectives. And what was coming up for me as you were saying that is like, kind of how we were talking about embodiment and like only you can choose that and pursue that and own that within yourself. I feel like it is also another choice for yourself to seek and find beauty. Like you are the only person who can decide that that is going to be your perspective, that all is beautiful, everything, Mm -hmm. everything. And I find that to be one of the most life-changing things you can ever do is like, I went through like one of the, absolute worst times of my life last year and it was complete rock bottom and there was one thing that changed my entire world during it and that I I decided that the hardest things in life literally exist to bring about beauty and rebirth and it changed my entire experience and 
again, like not to say that life isn't messy and painful and hard. It is all of those things. Mm -hmm. And finding beauty doesn't negate those things. However, it really changes your experience. And I just, uh, I love, I love how you spoke to that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. I feel like when you come to that realization, you just like so eloquently like wrapped up the, the ugly moments. Like I think before, maybe if I was having like a really hard time, you're just like clawing your way out of the hard time because you don't want to be in it. But I think when you accept that it's part of it, it's part of life, you almost like validate your feelings and you like allow yourself to sit in it. And I think when you allow yourself to sit in something hard for longer and just let yourself feel what you need to feel, you just, you learn from it faster. You grow from it faster. Like you're able to see the beauty in it quicker than if you're just like in fight or flight mode, like crawling out of the situation because you don't like you recognize you don't want to be there and you don't even allow yourself to feel what you need to feel and so accepting that it's like life is all of these things you know it's cyclical and it's it's never going to be like you go through a hard thing you come out of it and then like life is like good forever like life is constantly going through this like um life death life cycle um and that's where the meat is really. Mm, so. Totally. Thank you so much for sharing that. I love that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would love to hear about, like you kind of spoke to this a little bit earlier, but um, seasons like of your creativity. Um, and I feel like it can be a common experience of artists and creatives when they lose touch with that like creative high it's Mm -hmm. like this identity crisis like who am I any who am I like what am I even an artist anymore like is this ever going to return and so like what is your what are your feelings I guess on staying inspired or having different seasons within your artistry and creativity yeah yeah we all have them (laughs) yes all have them um yeah I think something key for me is to like almost outline like my core pillars so for me it would be like time in nature um like time with my family or loved ones um and then time alone probably um and whether I'm in like a creative high situation or not it's coming back to those things that ground me Mm -hmm. and I think that that's what gets me into a creative period and it's also what gets me through a period that has no creativity um and I think part of our like you were talking about earlier like that it's like there's this pressure to like post and have all these outlets right um switching the focus and saying what are my inputs and not being so focused on the output like you don't have to post on Instagram five times a day to be successful um it's just it's not the point for me at least like the point is I want to love my outputs like I'm I you know you're an artist so like want to like be excited and proud about what you're putting out there but I'm not focused on that because I think when you're focused on that 
it puts pressure on the output. Like it puts pressure on what you're going to create and then it almost diminishes the quality. So I would rather focus on my inputs. Like how am I nourishing myself? How am I, you know, grounding myself? And I think there's times when there's a lot of creativity that comes through that. And there's times when there's not. And kind of the same way we like have to accept that all things are beautiful. Like we have to accept that like not every day you're going to write like, you know, your best thing ever or take your best photograph ever or whatever your medium is. Like you have to accept those ebbs and flows. And I think when I let go, like the more I let go, the more that comes in. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if I could give one piece of advice to like any artist listening, like focus more on your inputs than your outputs and your outputs will be better. You'll be more. 100%, 100%. And it's, it's so sad in a way how we have like lumped our creativity in with like the rest of the world and how like other like huge businesses work and stuff which is like produce mass production do it on a timeline like don't listen to your intuition just follow your plan it's like those things are not nourishing to our souls and I love that shift of like focus way more on your inputs than your outputs because and something that I don't know if I've ever heard it that way that you just put it of like not only do those things that are important to me get me to a place of experiencing that creativity they also get me through and nourish me during the times where I'm in more of a lull and that is how in my opinion you know that it is like a ritual worth having, right? Like that alone time or time in nature. You're not just doing it to get a high. It is also what like breathes the life into you when you are going through more of a lull. And I love the way that you phrase that. Like that is just so important. So I hope everyone listening just wrote that down somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard to remember. Like I think a lot of us, the social media makes creatives feel like we need to constantly be like in our summer like we're constantly Mm. like you know growing and producing and all these things but like the reality is is like there are seasons for a reason like going back to nature like I love winter I like will hibernate and just I'm like I don't need to put anything out there Mm. (laughs) those are the times that like you really just like it's just like those kind of rumblings start really deep in your gut and that's like what allows summer to be so amazing, right? Like you can't just be in constant bloom. It's not how anything works. Um, And even if you go to a place where it is like, feels like eternal summer, I promise like there are cycles happening there. Um, And we need to allow ourselves as humans, creatives, people to just like love winter or like creative winter, you know? Mm. Totally. And I, I love the hibernation piece of that because (laughs) I I too, I'm like such a hibernator, not only like creatively, but also just as a human, I'm like, I'll see you in four months. Um, but I think that that is incredibly important to ground ourselves in because also if you rush, right? Like I love how you described it as rumblings. If you don't honor those and sit with those with the adequate time and space they're asking for, 
they are not going to, I don't think come to fruition as fully and wholly and heart centered as they could. And that's like, that doesn't do justice to you as the artist or the work or anything. So I love that. Yeah. Mm. Well, as we're kind of wrapping up here and then we'll do kind of like a rapid fire ish uh, thing at the end, but what are your hopes for the future? Like, do you want to write more books? Do you have certain things that you're like wanting to do career-wise? Are you kind of leaving it open-ended? Like, where are you with all of that? Yeah. Well, I always love to leave things open-ended because I promise that what I say right now is not what's going to happen. <laughs> allow for life to just unfold how well, but um yes, hopefully another book in the future. Um, I'm like not actively putting one together but like I've started kind of conceptualizing kind of what I want my next body of work to be so hopefully that um more speaking engagements I had my first one like late last year and it was just like it was one of those moments where you're like this is what I'm meant to be doing um and so I would love to like work more in person like with small groups of women or speaking to like I would love to go speak to high schoolers oh <laughs> like, precious so hard and I just like oh, I yeah. would love to like breathe some life into some girls who are going through some things you know yeah um so that and then just like on a personal level my husband and I really are like seeking a piece of land and hopefully going to buy a house in the next couple of years on a piece of land either New Mexico or Colorado um which is like a big life goal. So <laughs> huge. Oh, that's so exciting. And yeah. gosh, just speaking to you, like, I feel like we just went into this vortex and we were like, <laughs> let's just talk about all these things. And it was so amazing. And I just am so appreciative of you being so open to this conversation. And you are such a force. Like I feel so inspired in your presence and, uh, I just, I look up to you in so many ways. And so thank you for just like sharing so openly and just, and, and sharing your art with the world too, because it's not only just like what you've shared here, but it's the fact that you, do all of this work with so much integrity, like hearing about how you honor your seasons and honor yourself as a human and an artist. Like I just, I admire your work even more. So thank you so much. Thank you. I feel like what you're doing is so important. And like, again, if I could go back like five, six years, like I wish I would have had somebody like you to work with, you know, like Mm. what you're doing is so impactful. So Thank you so much. Okay. Are you ready for like a few just rapid fire questions? Ready. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have to be. It's okay. If you have a longer answer, it's fine. Um, Okay, cool. So the first one is what is one thing about you that makes you, you? Mm -hmm. I think it's my sense of humor. Like I think on online, um, I come, well, I, I take my work seriously. So like when I post things, I try and do it with as much intention and care as possible, but it comes across, I think, very serious. Sure. But like, if you know me in person, like, I'm honestly just like such a goofball and I'm always dancing mm-hmm. and like doing weird things. Like if my husband probably could describe me in one word, he'd say weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so 
I think it's probably my sense of humor that makes me me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. That's so sweet. Um, what is a small joy in your life right now that is keeping you going? Hmm. I am working, or I guess volunteering one day a week at a biodynamic farm here in Santa Fe. Um, and it's, we're only on like week two. So I say this as if I've been doing it forever. Like it's, it's fresh, but it's, um, so rewarding and something that like my husband and I wanted to do for a really long time to give back to the community in a way that feeds the community in a very real way. Um, and like being interested in like food systems and like, uh, equitable access to healthy foods. Um, and also like carbon sequestering, like there's so much that goes into a community farm like that. Um, but to be a part of it is so cool. And it feels like we just like got to plug ourselves right into this new community that we're in. And so every week that we get to go, it's like, we, we have so much fun and we get to like play in the dirt, like little kids. And it's awesome. Oh, that's so special. I yeah. love that. That's like, and what a cool thing to be able to do in like a newer to you city or town, you know, like just being oh. new to that area is like such a good way to also like not only get to know like your surroundings, but the land that you're on, like yes. really sink in. Oh, it's so beautiful. Like not only to meet people in a community that come from like so many different walks of life, but yeah, to like Santa Fe has such a rich history. And so to be, you know, a part of somebody like a part of a group that's like actively cultivating the land and like taking care of this beautiful piece of earth that like has been around like Santa Fe is the oldest city in the U.S. and so mm -hmm. it's like there's just so it's like walking history and to be an active part of it and actually like have my hands in the dirt mm -hmm. making it a better place for the community like it just feels really really good so oh that's so cool so yeah. joy giving for sure <laughs> it is. I love that <laughs> Uh, so cool. And the last one, what is one thing you're doing to actively create your life right now? Mm. I, I think just moving to Santa Fe, like to, we had been talking about it for years as like a daydream of like, oh, one day we'll move there. And then in December we were like, let's just do it. And it was one of those moments where it was like, it's, it wasn't the easy answer. Like our families live in Colorado. Our life was in Colorado. Our friends are in Colorado. Um, but we like chose to create this life for ourselves. And it was like, it felt like kind of like this radical stance of like, this is what we're doing for us because it feels right. And it feels intuitive and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And like, a lot of people were like, why are you moving to a retirement community? And it's not like, for anyone else, like it's not a retirement community, but it's like, you know, there's not like jobs in Santa Fe. There's not like Santa Fe is kind of like this funky town where there's like, I don't know, it's just kind of bizarre. And so I think we moved here, like having no connections. We've never lived here. Like there's no reason we should be here other than our intuition. And it, yeah, it just really felt like this like bold step of like we're claiming this for ourselves and like we are creating the life we want to live and we're just saying yes we're saying yes to the impulse we're saying yes to the dream um and now we're here and it's it's really cool yeah oh, so cool yeah I I hear that like just 
being such an active participant in your life and not just being like, we're here because our families are here and we've always been here. And, you know, Mm -hmm. and someday, like someday we'll move, you know, it's like, no, this is, this is my life right now. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose right now. And uh, I love that. And I'm so happy for you too. Thank you. (laughs) totally it's not yeah. far at all it's yeah. not far uh well is there anything else like are there any uh, events or where you where people can buy your book like anything like that that you want to share yeah so honestly like this is being transparent but the best place that you can buy my book is my website because amazing I actually make some money <laughs> to feed myself yes. off of it um, you can also buy through Amazon, um, and Barnes and Noble online, not in store at Barnes and Noble. Um, if you are Colorado local, you can buy it at two boutiques in Fort Collins, so Velvet Files, or, um, it's a song called Fringe, which is really cute. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, my website, which is www.morganhope.com is probably like the number one way that you can support me as an artist, um, and the work. Um, and I will create a discount code for your listeners. So I'll do CYL, so create your life at 20 and I'll do 20% off, which I don't do discounts very often um, because I really believe in like, you know, paying yeah. people for their art. Um, but I also know like, well, just a quick thing about the book. It is, um, it is expensive. It's $45 because um, it's, hand bound and hand created in LA on sustainable paper and a zero waste facility using uh, non-toxic ink. And so, you know, you're not only paying me, but you're paying this whole host of beautiful people at Paper Chase Press who created literally each book by hand. Mm. Um, So it's hardcover linen. It's like American made linen, um, organic linen. Like, it's just like, it's a very artisanal book um and then for anyone who feels like I I know that 45 is a lot for a book and I completely recognize that an ebook is coming soon which should make it a little bit more accessible or if you're just like somebody who loves to read it on your iPad I also get that um but yeah the book is um on my website oh thank you so much for sharing like all of that too, because I think that that's, that was just such a like real human explanation of like, Hey, this is my art in the world. And I just, I really appreciate that. And I, I, if I know one thing about this community and these listeners, like they would love nothing more than to support you and we'll have nothing but the utmost respect for everything that you just shared. And so I know that (laughs) you are in good hands and they will be so excited. And thank you. That's really sweet of you to do a discount code as well. So I'll put all of that, all of that will be in the show notes. So everyone can find the info there as well. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. So, so much for being here, Morgan. It was just a beautiful conversation and I just so appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having me and for taking the time and yeah, this such a beautiful experience for my first podcast. So thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. Friends, thank you so much for listening in to our conversation. Is she not such a special human? She is just stunning inside and out. And I 
could listen to her forever. (laughs) I could just listen to her talk about life forever. So if you want to support her, if you would like to buy your copy of Revolution Song, you can head to her website, morganhoag.com. And she's so kind to give us that discount code. So it's CYL20, and that's in the show notes as well. And if you are also interested in more of my work, you can head to my website, meganvhill.com. But I'm primarily on Instagram, so we can catch up there as well. And if you're listening in real time, this is the month of March. I am currently enrolling one-on-one clients. So if you're interested in calling a life coach into your world, if you've been thinking about that, just reach out and uh, we can chat further. But thank you again to Morgan for being here check out her website, check out her Instagram. I've also thrown in the show notes the the link to her boutique publishing house. And so if you are interested in more of that goodness, you can head there as well. But thank you so much for being here. We both can't wait to connect with you and hope you have the best day. We'll chat soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to Create Your Life. It is such an honor to get to share these conversations with you, and it truly means the world that you are listening, so thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please subscribe and leave a five-star review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That is the biggest help and allows more creative humans just like you to find this podcast. As always, I love to connect with you who are listening, so screenshot this episode, share that you're listening in your stories, and tag me so I can see. I would absolutely love to see. And if you would like to stay connected or are interested in coaching, you can follow me on Instagram at megan.vhill, and I always update there when I have new openings um, and free events or downloads, things like that. So make sure to stay in the loop there. You can also join my email list, which gets updated a lot of times even before Instagram. Um, and so you can join that at meganvhill.com slash mailing list. And lastly, if you loved the song from this episode, I know I do. I am obsessed. It was created especially for Create Your Life by my good friend, Trevor Maddox. He is incredible. And if you want to hear more of his music, which I highly recommend, you can head to his website, trevormaddox.com or follow him on Instagram at maddox.sounds. And both of those will take you to um, Spotify or wherever you listen to your music and you can listen to his stuff. It is incredible. Thank you for being here. I'm so happy to spend this time with you. Looking forward to staying connected and we'll chat soon.